So I'm a physicist at Georgia Tech and I specialize in the study of physics of living systems. And that you can think of as biophysics, but for the 21st century. Biophysics, but biophysics studying things that aren't just cellular and molecular, but can be or the organismal scale. Uh, when I was a kid, I was very interested in lizards and snakes. I wanted to be a herpetologist, but I decided that that was not a real profession. And so I went and got an undergraduate degree in physics and then a doctorate degree in physics studying nonlinear phenomena and dynamical systems and pattern formation. And when I was looking for my next step, I decided to do postdoctoral training in biomechanics uh, because I learned and heard that, that biomechanics was starting to embrace some of the ideas that I had learned as a PhD in dynamical systems. And when I was doing my training, I realized that there was a beautiful intersection of the kind of physics I had done as a PhD and the kind of biology I had always been interested in. And so I've been merging these two loves for the past 10 years while I've been a professor at Georgia Tech. And the Mudskipper has turned out to be a great example and, and a great system to merge these kind of ideas. So we've been studying a number of animals that move on and within uh, granular materials or materials which can flow or solidify depending on how they're forced. Uh, for example, if I take a step on a beach, if the beach is hard packed, it basically feels like concrete. But if the beach is loosely packed or I go up a sand dune, then the material can support my, my foot forces only up to a point at which point I either sink in or it flows. Uh, it turns out that there are a number of animals that have these, uh, that encounter these uh, situations and there's very little known about the mechanics by which lizards swim in sand or snakes slither on the surface of sand or turtles move across sandy beaches or mudskippers move on kind of muddy flowable terrestrial substrates. So when we were beginning to try to find animals that were, we we presumed were sufficiently simple that we could get a handle on the kind of mechanics they were using to negotiate their terrain, we hit upon the mud skipper. So the third component of my research group at Georgia Tech uh, has emerged in the last, I don't know, five to six years or so. And that's where we as physicists are starting to make robot models of the organisms and then treat the robot models, not like my engineering colleagues who create a real real uh, robots that are hardened and can go into natural environments, but treat them more like laboratory tools for which we can vary parameters and learn about dynamics associated with the kinds of movements we observe in the biological systems. So we're calling this robophysics uh, to be distinguished from traditional robotics because we're less interested in, in making a robot do something well in an environment and more interested in the principles by which it either does something poorly or could one day do something better than it's doing now. And it turns out that this robophysics approach has been quite fruitful and useful for helping us develop and test hypotheses for the biological systems, particularly locomotion. We started to uh, understand the mechanics by which the little hatchling sea turtles use their flippers so effectively. Um, and once we did that, we began to try to apply these to questions in involving the evolution of terrestrial locomotion vertebrates. The earliest vertebrates that crawled from the water onto land were likely using relatively primitive appendages to haul themselves around. But we know from our robot, robot studies that even simple appendages must be managed properly, meaning how they're placed into the ground in order to affect locomotion. Just knowing how the, how the, the range of motion of the skeletal elements doesn't necessarily tell you how the thing actually moves on land.
So in collaboration with some biologists and paleontologists, we identified the mudskipper as an animal which is sort of a functional analog to some of the earliest tetrapods. And we studied the mudskipper and we learned some things about it, how it coordinates not only its limbs for movement on land, but when the going gets tough, it uses its tail as extra limb to help it uh, navigate loosely packed uh, slopes of, of flowable material. From there, we've begun a more broad survey of what paleontologists and biologists identify as other functional analogs to extinct organisms. In particular, we're uh, starting to work pretty uh, closely with a biologist in the UK, a guy named John Hutchinson, on study of salamanders, fire salamanders, as another model organism. And so we are basically taking the tools we've learned from the mudskipper study and pouring them over to the salamander and learning about not just how appendages must coordinate and tails must coordinate, but body bending as well. So my laboratory at, in the School of Physics at Georgia Tech uh, is a pretty diverse group of students and postdocs, graduate students, undergraduate students, even high school students from a reasonably diverse background, including biologists, uh, mechanical engineers, and of course physicists. Um, and we work on problems in biomechanics and what's we're calling neuromechanics, which is the control of locomotion, trying to understand the control of locomotion, as well as the physics of the kinds of materials that the animals we're studying encounter. So this is called soft matter physics. And at the same time, we've grown this program in what we're calling robophysics, where we can develop robotic models to test hypotheses for uh, function in the organisms, as well discover new and interesting dynamics in these systems.